Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Gilcast. It's 2023. It's week one. We are here. We uh, we started the season on a high note. I know what people want. Uh, look, I get it. You all want to tune in to the Gilcast on Sunday night. One, we already let you guys down because, um, what, I don't know, Sammy had some fucking shit he had to do on Sunday my, night. Look, Just... look, look, dude, my, my aunt comes into town from out of state, and it's like, don't don't you know it's the first week of football? Like these people are oblivious. These boomers just like, oh yeah, I'm going to come in. Let's see the kids, you know, great. It's like, no, dude, there's football on. All I want to do is sit in my skivvies all day and scratch my balls and watch football. And instead I'm like packing up kids and going and seeing family. And it's so brutal. Like I'm just, I'm just taking beats all over the place this weekend. What it would be like to be a normal person and not just have this day on your calendar where we get to obsess over everything and by 1205 tilt our face off. It's, it it's really, it's really unbelievable. Um, so Nate, I mean, you win the three man, one hundred and fifty five point nine two points. I came in second in the three man with one hundred and forty four point seven two. The whirling dervish, he played the. Um, this was the Levitan team. This was the the two v two that everyone was basically thinking about the entire week, and you scored one hundred and thirty two point seven. Nate. Walk people into the process of how the fuck it is possible that this is something that still happens to you in 2023, that you're uploading week, the wrong week, lineup. Week one, week one, we lose to Nate Noling, who uploads the wrong cash game lineup into everything. I mean, this is just classic, classic yeah. football stuff. I'm so excited for football season, and then this happens. Well, to be fair, you would have lost by even more if I would have had my real team. So... Cause I, the, it was, it was basically my real team at first. I thought I'd uploaded like a GPP team and then I looked at it and it was like, so I build a bunch of lineups. I use an optimizer. I have all my projections. I upload, I, that it builds it. I, I, I kind of have a cash team. And then I, I kind of spit out a few different lineups to kind of look at them. And the, and the first team that it spit out as the optimal was, um, was what I played. But at 11 o'clock I was sitting there going, I'm not playing two rookies in cash week one. Like, I'm just not going to do that uh, with, with a rich and Bijan. And so I swapped it. I did a manual swap myself to Sam Howell and, uh, and Austin Eckler. And so it was a, I know better type move. Cause I, so it was basically my same team. It, the projection difference in, in my system was like 0.2 points, but then there was a bunch of weird late news with Deandre Swift and other things that I reran everything for my tournament teams uploaded that and forgot to go back in and make the manual switch uh, to do the less optimal cash team. And so it was, it was ultimately a two V two that didn't, that didn't hurt me at all. I lost four points on it, but I still would have won either way. So my, my, the, the cash team I was going to play that I sent you guys at 1101 was, um, was much, I, I felt like I felt solid about it. It was the, all right, all right. Well, this is a terrible story. I mean, the bottom line is you didn't, you didn't pay down at running back. You paid up for Bijan. You kicked our ass. I mean, I hate football. I waited all season except, for this. Except and... I do. I just, Nate, I don't, this is so unlike you to play Bijan Robinson over Jamar chase to play the but, three running. Back I wasn't going to play Bijan. The... I was going to play Eckler. So look at my team that I sent you guys at 1101. It was, yeah, Eckler. Yeah. it was, it was Howell Eckler. Ultimately, what I did was I paid up at one of the running back spots instead of playing Jamar Chase. Instead of playing Jamar Chase, and so that was my two v two. And then the only thing I was sweating at eleven oh one was whether I play Reed or Mims. 
Fair enough. I mean, so it wasn't, it wasn't like I played some gal brain team. It was, I made a, I made a running back volume play over. All right. Well, let's, let's get into the mind of a coward. Let's just get into the mind of a coward because Sammy, the only reason you could possibly give me that you didn't play Anthony Richardson, $5,600 dome game, dude, six, four, two forty runs a four, four, 40. I mean, the only fucking reason you could have had to have not played Anthony Richardson was that you were scared. You were scared. Just admit it to everyone uh, here on the program. You were, you were a scaredy cat of Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I mean, I am a cuck grandmaster. That's the only thing I can say here on this program. I mean, Jesus Christ, I was scared. I was scared of the downside and it was just like, okay, like Jalen hurts the number one quarterback in fantasy. Like he's playing the weak ass new England Patriots. Like what could go wrong? And instead, literally the only thing that went wrong is that Anthony Richardson outscored Jalen Hurts by like, you know, whatever, like eight, nine points. I mean, that was it. Yeah, I was scared. I was scared, man. I didn't want to go into week one like, oh, this guy's never played an NFL game. The guy can barely throw a ball. Instead, he, you know, obviously runs in a touchdown because that's what he does. He throws a swing pass to Michael Pittman, athletic beast, who breaks it off for 40 yards down the sideline and scores. And it's just like, that's that's the story of me. My mental weakness, I, I lost because of it. It's very, 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 very tough to deal with on this Monday morning. So this was, this was the team that I played. Anthony Richardson, Raheem Mostert, Jamal Williams. I ended up swapping to Jaden Reed over Marvin Mims, not because I thought Jaden Reed was the better play, but I thought that, so what I was fading, I believe 21 and a half, Sammy, uh, versus your team from Jalen Hurts. And I basically figured Hurts gets 21 and a half, I don't know, 55, 60% of the time, something yeah. like that. And it would feel really shitty to lose because I just stuck on the 3K wide receiver that everyone else had. And it ended up being Mims was about 40% owned. Reed was about 20% owned. Now, in my projections and my imagining, I did not imagine that Marvin Mims was going to be playing behind Brandon Johnson and little Jordan Humphrey. I actually thought I probably was going to lose that one. I, I actually thought Mims was going to be the second wide receiver for the Broncos, um, especially with like the Dulcich snaps and stuff. Like I just thought like Mims is going to get targeted here a lot. And I, I might like, I liked Mims. So really that was just a lucky swap. Well, uh, and also, and also it's week one. Like if you weren't swapping, like, who are you? Who are you? Right. Anymore, right. I mean, the, obviously the real alpha play would have been swapping to my short King Tutu Atwell, six receptions for 119 yards. I mean, can you imagine if I would have swapped it? Tutu was in my shell. He was in my shell all week. Like and that was who I had saved as the 3k wide receiver. That's not and true. I, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. No. Yeah. That's my guy. That's my guy. I have, I have 20% of Tutu Atwell on across like 850 best ball teams. That's my, but the Rams my were guy. not a team that you were, I mean, everybody was considering between Jaden Reed and Martin Mims. There was not. Yes. No, you would not have started cash week one of two, two. Like you just wouldn't have. I well, would not well, have, it, I would not to, have, but it would have been a good story. Is it fair right? to say then that you are also a coward Davis results? Yes. Results be damned. Yes. Oh, totally, you also totally. have some cowardly genes in your system. Well, there's another, there's another coward play that we all made too, that we'll get to. Um, so three, likely. yes, three K three K wide receiver, uh, Jaden Reed, Marvin Mims, pick your poison. Justin Jefferson, who I thought was the priority play 
of the week, which is actually why I ended up playing Anthony Richardson. It's not, it's not actually because I, I mean, obviously I thought Jalen Hurts was going to do well. And I was very surprised to see him score 13 and a half points in, in that spot, but it was just wanting to get Jefferson. Then honestly, just like the, the feels bad play of the year, Jamar chase, 9.1 DraftKings points, Isaiah likely at tight end Tyree kill, and the commander's defense, uh, the cumulative own of this team. Let's actually see here in the massive $25 double up. I mean, this team was duped about a billion times. Richardson was 21%. Mostert was 60. Jamal was 65. Jefferson was only 50. Chase was 45. Reed ended up being 16%, likely 76. Tyreek, 69. Nice. And the commander's at 86%. How owned was your team more owned than that, Sammy? Or was was Richardson Jefferson more popular or was Hertz Ridley more popular? So I'm looking at, I mean, you know, obviously we enter like a ton of these like giant double ups, but in this one, it's like a 8,000 person, $25 double up. The percentages are a little different. Like Tyreek's only 55%. The commander's 74%. Uh, Hertz was only 22.1% owned. So, you know, likely's 56 so that's, I mean, you know. I think just... there was also a lot of swapping happening. Like Herbert being 20, per, like Herbert was, it seemed like a lot. No, of no, was... no. Levitan, Levitan brought this up in his article. There was actually a Herbert team that made sense where you drop down from Hertz to Herbert and you get up. I, I think it was you get up from Chase to Jefferson. So there was actually a Herbert team that made sense. So I don't know how much swapping that was. Got it. Because yeah, I was surprised when the afternoon slate locked and I saw Herbert being the second highest owned cash QB. Because like in the massive $25 double up, which is like kind of the main thing I use for ownership, Hertz was 22. Richardson was all the way down at 12.9. Uh, Herbert was 20.1. And then Sam Howell was 8.8. And so to me, I only considered Hertz, Richardson and Howell for cash all week. I never considered Herbert. Um, so having Herbert be twice what Howell and Richardson was, was pretty surprising. So there was really three paths. It was, it was Hertz, Rich, Richardson slash Howell, cheap QB or Herbert, which. Well, essentially, I mean, Davis, do you want to tell people what we actually played? Yes. Okay. So this was the, this was the other team. Um, this was the, the team that Sammy played. He played Jalen Hurts, at quarterback, Raheem Mostert and Jamal Williams at running back, Jamar Chase. Calvin Ridley, Marvin Mims at wide receiver, Isaiah Likely at tight end, Tyreek Hill at flex, and the commander's defense. So it really was, I mean, those were those two teams, like I bet if you pulled up a CSV of the massive $25 double up, you'd find, uh, I don't know, 20% of the player pool probably with one of those two teams. And honestly, I mean, the Ridley play, Jesus Christ, like that was he ain't going to be 6,500 for long, you know? No, like he, dude. I mean, Ridley immediately like goes for like 92 yards and a touchdown in the first half. And I'm just like, oh yeah, week one's a print. Like, because essentially I had the Richardson team, right? I had Richardson and Jefferson. And then I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to go, I'm just going to two V two. I'm going to hurts and, uh, and Ridley instead, because obviously Ridley's not as good as Jefferson, but I was just like, you know what? I think Ridley, you know, the, this price gap is actually like not as big as it should be. Like, I think Ridley's going to be an alpha, you know, he's, he's been drafted as an alpha. We've seen Davis posting Calvin Ridley 
you know, clips from training camp. He looks quick. He looks sudden. It's like, you know, we're in on the Jags. I'm like, okay, like I'm going to get this going. And he immediately smashes. And I'm just like, Imme- I'm, the, I'm the guy. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. I, I was like, so I was like, shit, like we're just going to lose here. Like I thought my side, I thought my side was so dead. And then Justin Jefferson had to have just had the quietest 134 yard first half in the history of fantasy football. I mean, it was like, uh, it was like, I, I blink. I'm like, Oh my God, you Ridley's just going to beat Jefferson straight up, which I think he did by the way, by point one, by but point one. Yeah. Jefferson Jefferson straight up should have had Tyreek's day. I mean, they were trailing in the second half to the Buccaneers. Like if Kirk cousins could handle a freaking snap, this guy, Kirk Cousins is the biggest loser. I mean, Kirk Cousins is the biggest loser in the National Football League. Like, this guy this guy is letting Baker Mayfield come into his stadium as a five-and-a-half-point underdog, look him in the eye, and just beat him down. Like, embarrassing for the Minnesota Vikings. Like, oh. And, and Cousins kept – they got to the red zone twice, and he just wouldn't throw it to Jefferson. It was like he was, like, throwing to – KJ Osborne, he was chucking it down to Alexander Madison. Like it, that was brutal. That was a brutal second half to watch. It was it was brutal. But the it's we can't overstate how good Justin Jefferson is. I mean, he literally looked. If you were watching the game, it wouldn't have stuck out to you at all. It looks like he's just doing his job, and and all yes. of a sudden, and it's like he is the he makes twenty eight drafting points seem just easy. That's a bad day for him, and it's. His ceiling is just unmatched. I, I, it's insane to me. I mean, you watch what Tyreek did yesterday. Obviously, Tyreek is insane, but this is like Tyreek at his ceiling. Where Justin Jefferson, this is just his like he's he's just this is his day. You know, this isn't like him going out of his way. It's nuts how high Justin Jefferson's ceiling is. I I can't believe Calvin Ridley matched Justin Jefferson, and I and I lost because Anthony Richardson beat Jalen Hurts straight up, like. This is I'm running I'm running so bad already, you guys. This is just well. I mean, this is what happened. Well, you've been you've been sun running even the touchdown equity. I mean, literally, Justin Jefferson didn't even have the most expected touchdowns on his team. Jordan Addison got like three targets in the end zone. It was well. Jordan Addison looked really good, by the way. I mean, that's that's something to remember is that he looked like phenomenal in his first game. If those end zone targets go to Jefferson, I mean, Jefferson's putting up 35 points easy. You know, like. I don't know. Just Jeff Jefferson's insane. But the thing I want to talk about is why no, why, why you guys weren't considering high price running back at all. Like Eckler to me, I just liked chase better or about the same. Well, they were, they were like 600 bucks different too. Yeah. Like if I, yeah. if, if, if it was straight up for me, you know, I would have probably played Eckler over chase because you know, I like, I like playing the running back in the flex, but it's like the $600 made a big difference. So I could, it wasn't just a one for one swap, frankly. Yeah, I, I mean, could it could have just done Bijan over Chase like Alpha Nate over here? And I just mean, like, Bijan, by the way, if Bijan had a coach who cared that he just spent a first round pick on him, I mean, he could add forty. He, he, he's he the guy. Add, he's that, so good. That, he, but that touchdown was like a work of art. I mean, but, it, the, I but that the Algier stuff, by the way. The Algier stuff's not going anywhere. Like whatever, like however good you think Bijan is, and I think he's amazing. The Algier stuff is not like that's happening. No, it's it, it's not going away. And Nate paid eight k for a guy who's like in a in a fifty fifty timeshare. Well, and just, like binked us. No, no, he didn't bink us because the passing game usage was what sharp people like me expected. People expected Bijan to basically be the only running back earning targets on that team. And actually, if you have a shitty quarterback like Desmond Ritter, 
a lot that's easier, a lot easier to complete checkdowns to Bijan Robinson than it is to find Drake London, who went. Uh, by the way, I mean, the Drake Nate, how poor are you going to be playing forty seven hundred dollar Drake London every single week? Like you're just going to be like, dude, the well, whopper. The, the, no, the one thing about it is he's not actually even getting the, the whopper, like the area yeah. time. It's so it's actually like the way my model works. Like I'm not going to fall for Drake London. I'm not going to fall for Kyle Pitts because these guys are getting three targets. Like the actual volume isn't there, but like it's tilting. I mean, the, the Arthur Smith quote at the end of the game was like, you know, Drake's happy. We just, we got the win. No, this is a waste of this guy's career. It's so freaking tilting. I mean, he is, he is good. He is as good as any of these other second year wide receivers. And we're just never going to see, we're never going to see anything as long as he's under Arthur Smith. Well, I, I should I should have known Nate because you know I took a lot of Bijan over sixty seven and a half rushing yards on Prize Picks and I took I took over I took over seventy I took over seventy point five earlier in the week at, as like a prop bet and I thought it was like easy money I was like they're gonna be winning the oh, whole yeah. time I did uh, I did the bet against all the rookie quarterbacks same game parlay so bet uh, what was Under. it um, I don't even oh it was uh, Falcons Ravens and who's the other team that played a rookie quarterback and Jaguars and it played out like plus 118 or whatever and it was like literally never in doubt that's that's one to remember for next year when Caleb Williams and Drake May are starting in week one dude how about how about the goddamn Ravens by the way I mean these guys just dicked me all over the place like a lot of Dobbins and tournament teams oh score a touchdown blow out your your Achilles bye have a nice career JK it was great sorry you didn't get your bag Lamar Jackson was a cuck I mean, everybody was bad except for, you know, Zay Flowers, who was just like, if, if you read Davis Maddox thread and like it at Davis Maddox, please retweet it. Um, you know, you'll, you'll see that Zay Flowers had a really good usage and he was great. He really was. Yeah. Yeah. He was awesome. Uh, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is definitely him. All right. Let's uh, let's all own up. There were, I guess, let's not own up. Let's talk about it. So there were. Some people, like I mean, I, I think if I would have been doing weekly rankings, I probably would have had likely at like tight end five on the week or whatever. Like he was awesome last year filling in for Mark Andrews. I think the stat is he either had 100 yards or a touchdown in every game that Mark Andrews missed. He led the team last season in targets per route run. He had an insane yards per route run. That was a very different Ravens team last year. Bateman was injured. Odell Beckham was not on the team. Zay Flowers was not on the team. A lot of those games, Lamar Jackson was not the quarterback. Uh, Todd Munkin. Not Todd. Maybe maybe the biggest thing, actually, was that Greg Roman loved to throw the tight ends, and Todd Munkin has been more of like a spread, air raid. Not Now, obviously, last year at Georgia, Todd Munkin's two, two best players were Darnell Washington and Brock Bauer, so it was a little bit different. But, I mean, Musgrave, was about as good of a tight end play as you can get, right? Like facing this awful Bears defense, like Christian Watson's out, Romeo Dobbs is banged up. I'm actually doing this thread right now while we're recording, and the Packers didn't have any wide receiver play over 29 snaps. They all just rotated in and out. Musgrave led the offense, other than Jordan Love, obviously, in snaps. Musgrave actually almost had like a 60-yard touchdown, but he fell down. Were we Were we fish to not just stick? to Musgrave and just immediately go to likely, or was it fine? So here's the thing. Part of me wants to say yes, because like the volume on Musgrave, and that's why I liked Reed over Mims was so high. 
we knew Green Bay just had dust and Green Bay, like the, Reed and Musgrave were going to get targets where with likely you're always playing the efficiency game. Like you're always going to be playing the efficiency game there. So part of me says yes, but also part of me says like Jordan loves efficiency in this game was off the charts. No one expected this. I mean, Jordan love literally had like the best EPA pass EPA in the nine, 9.1, 9.1 YPA for, yeah. for Jordan love. Yeah. So Jordan love ended up like leading the week in pass EPA per play, which no one expected. So I do think we're looking at this as like, with a little bit of hindsight, it's 2020, where likely could have easily been in a spot where his touchdown equity was five times what um, what Musgrave was, and we would have felt like fish on the other side. But I, I, I'm, I, it was just tilting. And his ownership in tournament, like, it, I, I, I feel bad because I played him in tournaments in some spots where I just shouldn't have. But I, this likely thing was, I don't know, unless, unless Sammy's going to have a different take here of, like, real football, you should never play a tight end when you're looking at this. OC, I don't know, but no, man, I, 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 I have the same take. I think we just ran bad. I mean, Isaiah likely he's what 80% of Mark Andrews at worst. And it was, a late it was a late scratch. It wasn't yeah. like playing for him all week and said, Hey, we're just going to avoid the tight end position. So are they really going to throw out the whole playbook on a Saturday when they realize like, Hey, Mark Andrews, isn't going to make it this week. Cause he was, most people assumed he was playing. I mean, it was questionable, but it wasn't like he was ruled out on Wednesday. And yeah, he's, he was, he was limited. He was limited in practice. It's a quad injury. Like, who gives a shit? And instead, he just, like, sat out. I mean, I, I, I didn't – I, I thought – Flowers just took over the game. Zay Flowers literally had 10 targets. I mean, it, or was it eight? I mean, he had – Zay Flowers just was the guy. I thought that likely was going to be so owned, and he was such a good play that I refused to play him in tournaments because I was like, yo, like, this guy yeah, is I, just going to be like, – I didn't play him in turn. I think I played him a little bit in tournaments if I got weird with other stuff, but I I was mostly Musgrave or other tight ends in tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just I just thought you ran bad. I mean, when you're when you're playing the min price tight end game as I love to do, you know, sometimes you get burned. And uh, this time we did. I thought Musgrave Musgrave was the guy we all had in our lineups all week until the Andrews news. So we would have just gone Musgrave and you know ran bad a little there, but Musgrave would have been, I mean, what was, what was likely owned in cash? He was, yeah, it was 57% owned. I mean, come on. More, that, more that's what Musgrave would have been in and like, like higher, like the $50 Sinclair trade stuff. Like he was, he was completely jammed. Yeah, yeah, nobody was within 40% of him. I mean, literally Higby was the second highest. Cause I, and Higby, if he was cheaper, I think I would have considered, but yeah, it was to me, it was cheap tight end all week. Right. So that's, that's the thing in tournaments. Like he was such a good play. I think if you didn't play him in cash, you were just like off the reservation, but when somebody's going to be this widely owned, these men cash, these, these men price tight ends, like, dude, they are volatile. Like, let's not pretend they're not because tight ends are volatile anyways. And so even the men price ones are going to be even more. So it's like, dude, you just can't, their, their chances of busting out are so high that I don't know. I, I just don't think you can play them in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, it's well, I mean, that is just uh, that is good week one advice in general is just like, don't, uh, although I guess, uh, I mean, what was reconed in tournaments? So I guess, I guess you, you still need, you still need some of the spots. Yeah, he, right? yeah he's not a min price tight end, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that is true. But it's, I like, mean, it was, it, I mean, the, the Chargers Dolphins game was like the only game that, like, dude, that was the chalk all week. It was a chalk all off season. Everybody had this game circled and it ended up being like the only game that was useful for GPPs. Like 
I thought the quality of football today sucked, man. Like there were oh, all these. I mean, that was my biggest takeaway was that was that the teams are terrible. That that it's it's preseason week four, but just there are a lot of bad teams. You know that the defenses the defenses remain ahead of the offenses because I mean there are a lot of reasons for this. Practice rules are different, um, but really the the too high safety stuff has just fucking ruined the NFL. Like it's ruined it. And any team that can't make you respect that a dude's going to get seven yards rushing if you don't have the seventh guy in the box, like, you're just dust. Like, you were just dust against – and it's – like, it sucks, dude. It, 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 adapt. Everything everything will even out over time. I, I think this is a little bit of week one anomaly. Like, I when I pulled the numbers this morning, I literally thought – I'm like, did I pull preseason? Like, the top, top six quarterbacks in pass EPA per play this week, Jordan Love – Tua, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy G, Brock Purdy, and Jared Goff. Those were the best QBs of the week. And I would have thought, like, I, I have a data error here. Like, there's no way that this list isn't Patrick Mahomes. Isn't, I mean, yeah, it was just, it was a weird week. And I don't think it's like, I think everybody's going to say, like, oh, this is the new NFL. This is the way it is. I, no, offenses will adapt. There will be more Mike McDaniels, of the world, Mike McDaniels of the world that figure it out. There will be teams and the best players will still be the best players. I'm not going to um, write off Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow will figure it out. Deshaun Watson will get better. I mean, ah, uh, well, yeah. yeah. I, my no, the brakes no, on that I one. think yeah. I actually if I was like a, if I was like a big Watson guy or if I had a bunch of Amari Cooper or something, did you see that interception he threw Nate? I mean, that interception that Deshaun Watson threw, I can't remember if it was the third quarter or the fourth quarter. That was like high school quarterback gets confused on the wrong Jersey color for a second or something. I mean, it was like, and he, he did, he did, there was a a scoring drive in the third quarter where he like dropped like three in the bucket. He looked awesome. It was like totally old Deshaun Watson. And then after that, he immediately went back to looking like shit. So I, you know, obviously the weather played a role there. I think that I I, a massive role. I'm not worried about Deshaun Watson. I think the weather played a massive role. If you watch what looked, I mean, Jamar Chase literally looked like he couldn't hold a ball. Like nobody could do anything in that field. It was to me, I'm writing off that compared to, was it last year, Chicago, San Francisco, where everybody was like, I mean, it was, it was another rain game. That was a disaster. Are we, are we pouring one out? Are we pouring one out for fields? Are you officially, are you, uh, are you tank? Are you tank for Caleb time or, or what's, I'm not, I'm not not off on that yet. DJ Moore had like two targets. No, this was not. You literally just highlighted the problem. You just said DJ Moore had two targets and you said that like, oh, that's something that'll regress. It's fine. Yes, I am not going. Okay, if DJ Moore has two targets, <laughs> people took DJ Moore in the third round of drafts. Like, come on, bro. Dude, people took people took DJ Moore over fucking Puka Nakua. No one knows. No one knows shit about fantasy football. Imagine, am I right? Imagine. I mean, the one thing I did get right about the Bears this offseason is Roshan freaking Johnson is the man. This dude led all. Oh, the he's the man. Absolutely expected points. Like he's he is good, and he makes blocks. It's not just. I mean, he's a rookie that looks like he's got it together. I'm like excited. I mean, some of us have known this about Roshan since since you know March, dude. Some of us have been some of us have been pounding the drum. You're said Johnny come lately to the uh, to the Roshan Johnson. Oh, I'm saying era. I got it right. I love. I have Roshan Johnson everywhere. Yeah, Khalil Herbert is going to zero. Dante Foreman is going to zero. So I guess uh, let's let's wrap it up here in cash, and then we can all go through one of our tournament teams. I guess. The the Hertz people, the people who ran the Hertz team, 
Um, I mean, I do think you deserve to get punished for being scared of playing a rookie, but it was a, like a f- totally fine team, and you actually deserve to get paid for the Ridley decision. But the 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 sharpest people were not was not the Richardson team people or the Hertz team people. They were the people that played Justin Herbert instead of Hertz and Justin Jefferson over Jamar Chase. Those were the people that really deserved to get paid. That so your wide receivers would have been three K wide receiver. Justin Jefferson and Calvin Ridley. Those are the people who deserve to get paid. If you, if you I mean, played I, that I, team, you're sharp. I guess so. I mean, the, the, the Chargers played the shootout of all shootouts and Justin Herbert threw for 228 yards and one touchdown. Well, yeah, he stinks. Like, let's, let's be honest. I mean, I, the, char- I, the Chargers I was... remain the Chargers. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess like, obviously Jalen Hurts could have buried everyone so easy, you know, like, Again, like they had a bunch of goal line possessions. Um, they got a pick six. That it's always is there a more brutal feeling in daily fantasy than when the team of that you have your quarterback on and your most action gets a pick six? You're just like, oh, this is like I'm not gonna have a good day. I'm having going to going to dust. You know it immediately. And there were so many. It felt like anyway. There were so many defensive touchdowns, like that. They kind of like started screwing things up, like. Screwed up the Eagles game. I didn't really watch the Cowboys Giants, but obviously that screwed up all the fantasy stuff there. Like I think I think there were others, but didn't, the whole didn't screw it up. Blur. Didn't screw it up for Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is uh, you know, that's that's the guy. Nothing yeah. can screw him up. Nothing can yeah. get him off track. All right, I'll do my terrible GPP team first. Um, so I was like all in on Lamar Jackson. I thought this was just like an insanely good spot for him. I thought, uh, I mean, one, I'm like in on Munkin. I thought he really wouldn't get to be that chalk with all of the Miami and uh, Charger stuff that turned out to be true. But J.K. Dobbins scored one touchdown. Justice Hill scored two touchdowns. And uh, the game effectively was, I mean, it was done in, in the third quarter, which I guess... You have to anticipate, honestly, with a lot of these Lamar spots. You just have to hope it comes via touchdowns. So I played, this is in the $50 red zone, the big one. 7% Lamar, feeling good. Bijan Robinson, 7%, feeling good. Travis Etienne, 9%, feeling good. Like, Bijan could have had a bigger day. Etienne, I mean, Etienne could have had, like, 35. He, he ran the most routes of his career and played the most snaps of his career. I used Justin Jefferson as my stud in this one, 27 points. Uh, he was 28% owned. I think that's fine. I think if you have a bunch of single-owned guys, obviously Tyreek Hill would have been better. Zay Flowers at 9%. He's him. Tutu Atwell at 3%, the third highest scoring player in this lineup. What a man. I did play Musgrave. I thought Musgrave with Lamar I, I convinced myself that that was like the sharpest thing because uh, that, Lamar, that, that is sharp. Actually, the, the Lamar <laughs> teams, I figured all would have just had likely. Wow. So I feel this lineup. I mean, obviously I didn't fucking win anything, but like in, in retrospect, all these decisions feel really good. Like I was a smart person and I just, you know, whatever. Deandre Swift, mm. Deandre Swift in the flex here. Uh, you, you give me that, you give me that Rashad Penny is an active news and I'm just, dude, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like registering for new contests to play more DeAndre Swift. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to go nuclear. The Patriots are down all these offensive linemen. They're going to get blown out. Uh, DeAndre Swift played 19 snaps. I, I think he got one carry and one target, Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell. And 
I mean, obviously, I just wasn't going to play the commander's defense, and I, ju- I just mix and match with no conviction. I played the Steelers' defense in this one, but, I, I mean, whatever. A great great outing by the Steelers, by the way. Like, that was that was awesome. Classic, really... classic Deontay Johnson drops a touchdown and leaves injured. Like, it's just the quintessential Deontay not, Johnson Not only does he leave injured, but he leaves injured after gaining his 48th yard when his over was 50.5, and I had a shit, a metric fuck ton of Deontay Johnson on on prize picks, and he goes down and blows out his hammy at 48 yards, like early in the third. Like he's just a lock to get it, and I'm just like, oh, I'm so sharp. And uh, now now I'm poor. Here we are. Yeah. I guess yeah, it was a tough it, week on the prize pick streets. If I could go back, I mean, obviously, I would have just played more Tyreek Hill knowing the results, but I feel mostly fine about how I played. I mean, the Swift stuff is really bad, but the Bijan and ETN, Bijan and ETN were the guys I played the most across all my lineups. Uh, DeAndre Swift is never, he's never going to get there, bro. He's never going to get there. People took him in the first and second round last year. It's like, no, it's just, he's done. It's, it's over. Like the NFL has told us what they think of DeAndre Swift and we're not listening. We need to start. I'm still, I'm still holding out hope. You know what's insane, Sammy, is that was my take in like May and June and July. And then I like started to buy into it. And so now, which is obviously like in August is when all the high stakes drafts happen. So I'm like all out on DeAndre Swift. And now I have DeAndre Swift on like $7,000 worth of fantasy football teams. And there's just nothing I can do. I just, I just got to fucking sit there name on my bench and, can it, and can can, Gainwell gets six touches on the first drive well Gainwell like, Gainwell is my most drafted player in best ball he's my most drafted player so so I just gotta as long as long as uh as long as Rashad Penny doesn't end up being the lead rusher in this backfield I'll find a way I'll find a way uh all right they, they the healthy scratched him like first of all how often do you expect Rashad Penny to be healthy you know and so you scratch him like what are we doing here yeah Swift not getting the workload and it. it was it was tilting I mean, this I can only imagine what Nate is about to bless us with. I mean, there's just got, he's going to be Wait, like, let's, Nate, let's, Nate let's do has... Nate last. Cause this is okay, what the people right. deserve. You're yeah. Right. Well, well, he'll, he'll, he'll be the, 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 the late game hammer here. Um, all right. So I played this lineup. I mean, it was in the $150 power sweep and I also did a Lamar. Uh, so I did Lamar and Zay flowers. So, you know, obviously super sharp. No Isaiah Likely in this lineup. I brought it back with Nico Collins. That had to have been every Nico Collins team in high stakes GPPs had to have been a Lamar team. Like I bet Nico Collins is like, what was he? 3% owned or something. And I bet every single one of them was a Lamar team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was just, it was just too sharp, right? So I, I, I think it's fine. I do think it's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling great. Uh, I also did a Devante and Cortland Sutton, uh, correlation here. Because I really did want exposure to this game. Aren't you worried, was... dude? Aren't you worried about Patrick Sertan? I mean, I should have been. Patrick Sertan was in. I I very rarely notice a defensive player when I'm watching games. Patrick Sertan was in that dude's jock. He could not do. He could not get open. It was insane. And then Jacoby Myers. I, Jacoby Myers is sixteen, and Adams is seventeen, and they're both six two. So I was just like, which one is which? Like the whole time, I'm just like, please tell me that's Adams, and it never was. Oh yeah, well I, I can just tell you now, the guy scoring all the touchdowns that was Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Correct. So should should have just done that if I was actually sharp. But you know, Devontae really stood out as that kind of higher priced receiver that people weren't going to play a lot, and so it was just like, 
yeah, hashtag sharp play. Uh, the the I, I I ended up playing Najoku at tight end here because you know gotta gotta just get that Deshaun Watson he, exposure. He totally dominated routes and snaps. I think I think that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but where this lineup kind of went off the rails was at running back. My running backs were Joe Mixon and Kenneth Walker. So the you know the thesis uh, with the Joe Mixon, obviously it was a little Mixon and Joku. Uh, correlation but it was also like oh joe mixon you know he's playing all the you know he's gonna get so much usage and you know yada 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 yeah he's joe mixon and uh anything i i think joe mixon was brain dead i think that was, yeah, I think that was I mean, completely brain dead very, very clearly brain dead <laughs> i mean just anything attached to the Bengals on this day was complete aids so you know that i i wore it there and then kenneth walker i mean bro what was walker what was walker owned no, oh, good question. Um, but but I mean, Jesus H. Christ, the the L.A. Rams went into Seattle and kicked the shit out of the Seahawks. Boat race, boat race. I mean, Matt, Matthew Stafford Puka just Nikua like and Tutu Atwell sound like cartoon character names, and they're just combined. <laughs> combined, those dudes weigh about three hundred and seventeen pounds, and they're just dunking on the Seahawks, just dunking on them. It was brutal. Yeah, yeah I mean, so much better than JSN. It's sick. So, you know, didn't yeah. didn't get there with him because, you know, I thought the uh, Seahawks would whoop that ass. Uh, Joe Mixon was 10 percent, by the way, in, this, in the in the power sweep. No, no, Walker, because I, I like uh, Walker, Walker was. I thought. I he thought was, he was just going to be steamed. Not, I mean, not that steamed. 13.6. So he wasn't unowned, but there was just a lot of running backs in that range. And, you know, I finished this off with the Falcons defense. Um, At least none of us were dumb enough to play jamal williams and gpp like truly the war oh nate oh no, <laughs> nate! Nate! no! <laughs> let's go nate let's hear it here we go jamal williams was the classic you play him in cash because everyone else is but you are literally zero percent interested in tournaments play all right that nate, is, lay it that on is us. correct lay it on us nathaniel yep so uh i had i did like seven big single entry teams um i did have some uh, how much did I actually play of Jamal? I had Jamal in two of my seven single injury teams. Oh, but it, Jesus yeah. H. Christ, Nate. No, I mean, that's 28. Like, so two teams have set 28%. And I thought the field would have him at like 18 to 20%. I didn't think he was going to be that owned in GPP. Um, yeah, so I was like, is everybody sharp and you're not? <laughs> So I did have Jamal Williams. So it was a Deshaun Watson double stack. Um, I thought Deshaun Watson would be lower single digits. Uh, so I had uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Cooper, and, and Joku uh, with a Jamar Chase bring back. So obviously this team didn't do anything. Uh, I had Aaron Jones as my uh, kind of pivot running back. I thought Aaron Jones was like the total, my favorite like GPP running back. I had him in, I think, 100% of my tournament teams. Um, wow. Wait, what's what's the thesis, Nate? Let's hear the thesis. I mean, we already talked about it in cash. Why my thesis was that Musgrave and, and Reed were great plays. Aaron Jones is literally the only running, the only offensive player of of Green Bay that can do anything. I thought he was going to get work in the past. I, I think he's the only player on their off, only skill position player who's older than twenty four on the on the. Like I literally game. thought he was going to have. I thought he had potential to have Eckler type output at ownership that was like 
Wow. I mean, it, obviously he did. He smashed, but I'm just sitting here thinking that's what we thought would happen all last year. Is Aaron Jones would dominate the passing work because they don't have it and it didn't happen. So I mean, like Dylan, Dylan ran more routes. Yeah. Well, d- well, this week, I mean, he got hurt. He he yeah, he ripped he, he his hand or pulled his hamstring in the third quarter. So he didn't play for a game for a quarter and a half. But um, so yeah, Aaron Jones was my favorite um running back. So I had him in, and then I had Calvin Ridley as my favorite wide receiver play of the week. He was in every one of my tournament teams. Uh, and then my flex play, I had Mike Williams. I thought he was a contrarian way to get ownership in the or contrarian way to get exposure to the Chargers Miami game. And then I had Buccaneers D. Is is Mike Williams the DeAndre Swift of receivers where he's just like never going to get there too? Mike Williams is not good. I mean, that's the no one wants to no one ever wants to admit it. Like people are just like Mike Williams is going to be a fifth round pick every year in fantasy football until he retires, but like he's just not very good. Tough. Very I, tough. I I had him in tournaments too, Nate. I feel really bad. Sucks. Yeah, I had, I mean, Mike Williams was my third highest owned player in, in tournament teams. I had Aaron Jones, Calvin Ridley in 100%, and then uh, Mike Williams was in like five to seven. So. Jamal Williams, the, the Aaron, Jesus Christ. The Aaron, the Aaron no, Jones Aaron, and Calvin Ridley. Yeah. It was right too, like, I, the way I was trying to build was like concentrated, one, like my singles, like one-offs, and then uh, a lot of Cleveland stacks, a lot of Hertz stacks. Yeah, well, I, obviously it did real well, Nate. Yeah, I it's it is it is kind of I mean obviously this is literally the name of the game, which is that you have to have everything perfect to win a lot of money. Uh, and I felt like I had some of the right ingredients. Like I thought Bijan was really strong. I thought Etn was strong. Getting twenty points from Tutu Atwell at two percent owned, three percent owned, and all these contests felt pretty good because I played at the three K wide receiver slot because I kind of built like cash. I just played Atwell instead of Reed or Mims and all these in all these tournaments. And uh, you know, just none of it matters because you needed Tyreek and you needed to, uh, to win anything. What you needed that mattered. I think the things that we sweat as like the awful plays of like the likely in tournaments would be so bad. It doesn't matter. It Most doesn't the- matter. Yeah. You know, like that's why I think we end up sweating the things in tournaments that really don't make a difference. You're not winning or losing because you had likely. Like likely is not going to to significantly change it's it's going to be on your stacks and your other things that go off like it's i don't know like looking at the spy it looks like the top five all had likely like well the spy is going to be like people are people are playing much closer to the chalk i did so i did look this up just because i was curious i wondered if atwell or nakua was on the millie winner and they were not i mean that's how low owned that's how low owned they were is that you know, because they were so much less, they were so much less likely to be the Tyreek Eckler to a team, you know, yeah. in with, with those guys, because it just, it didn't make that much sense. Like the, the Millie winning team, let's see here. Let's, uh let's read it out and then we can get out of here. All right. So they had Tua, they had Tyreek, their 3k wide receiver was Kendrick Bourne, who actually went nuts. He had two Kendrick touchdowns, oh, two yeah. touchdowns with 11 targets. I feel like Bourne is a real Nate-ass play, which I, is... I, I, dude, I had a lot of... Yeah, Bourne. I was going to say, Kendrick Bourne is a Nate-ass play. What's funny, you really don't see this very often. This is how low scoring of a slate it was. Kenneth Walker with the snowflake in the Millie, Waker, the Millie Maker winning lineup because he had... He had I well he had Ayuk Ayuk was the other guy he was the yeah. other you you kind of needed to have him guy so and and how about this just shoving it in the face of the libs 
winning the million dollars with 35% owned commander's defense. That's what I'm saying. The things that we sweat as like the most unplayable things. I I don't know if those. It does. It does matter because you were creating massive leverage on the field, particularly Nate in the contest that we like the smaller stuff, the the thousand person, the 2000 person stuff. If 30% of the field play, I mean, how about this combine likely and commanders combinatorial ownership. And let's say 20% of people have them likely scores 1.4 and let's say the commanders lose that game and they score four you have just eliminated 20 percent of the field like obviously if they if likely goes nuts you need him but i mean like you you just you just smoke the field right there you gain yeah, like in the, in the big field the stuff field. in the milli you just need to hit the nuts like yes. it, 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 you 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 just must hit the nuts in yeah in our contest i think leverage is like more important so. yeah i i i, I it probably I, matters more from like a percentage of time that you get above cash line but it doesn't change your not your top one percentile outcome of like when you're winning big money anyway like does that make sense davis so like if you're I, playing so I, big, I, I, it probably my, makes my your roi but not in your top percentile outcomes well it's actually getting to the key of the matter which is that all of what we're doing is guessing and that you to to actually know what you're talking about you need to run simulations you need to be you need to be running sims based on so these are the projections this is what i expect the field to do and this is what the official like the efficient ownership for the commander's defense might have been 50 percent. you know the commit the, the the efficient ownership unlikely given what all of the models had as his inputs might have been higher than it was we we just don't know it's like brian brian says this all the time when we talk about sims like we'll do it for baseball it'd be like oh you can never play a hitter in baseball who's 30% owned and it would be like, well, that's kind of like a, you know, it's like, that's like a, an old wives tale, you know, that's like, that's like community wisdom, but it might not be true because we don't actually know what, that's what I'm saying. When you simulate it should be, when you simulate it, like we have these hard and fast rules just because we're playing one si- single week. But when you simulate this out over a lifetime, I do think like a 50% defense, like at times you're going to see like, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's not the way that we like to think about it as like unplayable, you know? Yeah. Well, the the uh, people love this. You guys were solving DFS here uh, in the year of our Lord, 2023, the end of well, week one. Well, no, we're not, we're not, we're not solving shit. We're, we're playing, we're, we're playing Jamal Williams and, and, uh, and, and fucking like Lamar's seven points in DFS in the year of our Lord, 2023. All right, guys, we're getting out of here. Thanks for listening. Sorry that it was posted on Monday. It's going to happen a little bit. We're all adults with jobs we travel like it you know it is what it is but uh yeah we love you guys and we'll be back next week later